What's up, and welcome to another episode of the Manga Anime Experience. Uh, I'm your host, Gustav, and like I had mentioned in the previous episode, today we're going to be talking about Bakemono no Ko, which translates to The Boy and the Beast. Now, I was scrolling through Instagram one day, a couple days ago, and I came uh, across this clip of this anime, and it, what really drew me into it was the art style. You know, I just really liked how this bear person was like animated you know and same with this child that i saw in in the clip and so upon you know further investigation on google and wikipedia i guess i guess people say wikipedia is not a good source but i don't really give a shit um because it describes it quite perfectly so i'm gonna get into the plot and i'm gonna read it for y'all and then i'll talk about it and discuss how i felt about this movie because i did watch this movie two nights ago or the night before um, and I just wanted to kind of just talk about it because I really, really enjoyed it. And I don't know, maybe shed some light on this good movie and hopefully some of y'all will take a liking to it and potentially want to get into it or watch it yourselves. So I'll try to do my best not to spoil anything, but here we go. Nine-year-old Ren has recently lost his mother. With no news of his father and refusing to live with his legal guardians, Ren flees into the streets of Shibuya. Ren steals some food and sleeps in an alley, reminiscing the aftermath of his mother's funeral. In the Beast Kingdom, the Grand Master has decided he will retire in order to reincarnate as a deity and names two potential successors. The popular Lozen, who is also the father of two children, and the powerful Kumatetsu, who is lonely and lazy. The Grand Master suggests that Kumatetsu find a disciple in hopes of inspiring him to succeed. While wandering the streets of Tokyo with his makeshift companion, Tatara, Kumatetsu meets Ren and suggests that the boy becomes his disciple. Although Ren is fiercely opposed, he follows Kumatetsu back to the Beast Kingdom, out of curiosity but is unable to go back to the human world. As he watches a battle between Lozen and Kumatetsu, Ren is impressed with Kumatetsu's present persistence despite the lack of support from the onlookers. When Ren cheers for him, Kumatetsu is easily defeated. However, the Grand Master declares the actual duel of succession has not come yet. Taking Ren as a disciple, Kumatetsu gives him a new name, Kyuta. Their initial training session goes poorly, but Kyuta realizes that he can learn from Kumatetsu by imitating him while performing his household chores. The boy gradually discovers that he can predict his master's movements and can dodge and move adeptly in combat. They soon begin training together. After eight years, the teenage Kyuta has become a distinguished kendo practitioner. Moreover, through his relationship with Kyuta, Kumatetsu gains his own following of supporters, including the younger son of Lozen, Jiro Maru, who wishes to be trained by Kumatetsu. Kyuta finds a way back to the human world and befriends Kaide, a young student, in the process. Kyuta finds his father, who has been searching for Ren since he disappeared and wants to catch up. Torn by his double life, he is unable to reconcile the resentment he had as Ren and the lack of connections he has as Kyuta. When he rejects both his father and Kumatetsu, he discovers a powerful void within himself that nearly overwhelms him. Until Kaide gets him to calm down and gives him a bracelet that has helped her when she becomes anxious. On the day of the succession duel, Kumatetsu loses confidence without Kyuta's encouragement and is nearly subdued by Lozen. However, Kyuta has been secretly watching and reveals himself, helping Kumatetsu defeat Lozen. When Kumatetsu is declared the winner and the new lord, Lozen's elder son, Ichirohiko, 
is revealed to be a human who had been found on the streets of Tokyo as an infant and adopted by Lozen. Having developed a vacuum in his heart like Kyuta, unwilling to believe that he is a human and not a beast, Ichirohiko manifests telekinetic powers and seriously injures Kumatetsu with Lozen's sword. Kyuta is nearly overtaken by his own emptiness and tried to kill Ichirohiko, but regains his senses with Kaede's bracelet. As Ichirohiko is consumed by the darkness and disappears, Kyuta decides to leave for the human world to fight Ichirohiko. When Kaede refuses to leave him, they are attacked by Ichirohiko, who takes form of a destructive well. Unable to hold his own against Ichirohiko, the young man decides to use the vacuum within himself to absorb his opponent's negative energy and then kill himself, saving everyone else. However, Kumatetsu uses his new privilege as a lord and reincarnates as a deity, taking the form of a sword to be handled with the heart in reference to the first training session together. He emerges with his people's form, filling his empty void within him. Together, the two manage to defeat Ichirohiko without killing him. Ichirohiko wake, wakes up surrounded by his adopted family. Meanwhile, back in Shibuya, Ren is talking to Kumatetsu, who now resides inside him. And the two have a heartfelt moment together, with Kumatetsu promising to always be there for Ren and threatening to beat him up from the insides if he wavers again. In the aftermath, Ren celebrates his victory with Kaede in the Beast Kingdom and returns to the human world. After reconciling with his father and himself, Ren decides to live once again in the human world with Kumatetsu forever residing in his heart. Now, having said all that and read all that, for me, when I saw this movie, like, when I saw that clip, I knew almost instantaneously that I would like this. I would like this movie. I would like this anime. I just, I don't know, it was something about it, you know, it's kind of like when you see something and you know you're going to like it and... You try it, and then you that that feeling of that gut feeling of thinking you'd like it is now you know validated by the actual fact that you do like it. So, kind of that's how I, what what I went through in seeing the clip and then watching the movie, you know. And I'm not gonna lie, that plot did you know, you know it did spoil quite a bit. Um, but obviously, it's not going to get you the all the emotions and all the ups and downs along with the plot, you know. But what I wanted to say is that this movie really, really hit for me, you know, because I mean, I, obviously, I can't necessarily relate to a lot of what the character is going through, but you know, just the any kind of you know story where there's a master and a pupil, or even brothers generally, you know. Um, and where well, there's a bond between two people and it's just this unbreakable bond I'm a sucker for it all in all though that movie was really good um, I think it's going to be the first in the line of many movies that I'm going to watch that I haven't watched when it comes to anime there are many movies that I haven't watched like any Studio Ghibli film I have not watched so I feel like I'm going to be making this a series for movies at least um, for the time being because there's like I said quite a quite a bit that I haven't seen and that I would like to see and this really kind of got me excited because of the fact that you know it was such a good movie and I don't know I was just intrigued as well now if you've stuck around 
this long, I want to first and foremost thank you. And secondly, let you know what the next podcast episode is going to be about. So the next one is going to be manga related. Uh, and there's this manga that I've been wanting to get to. It's written by Yuto Suzuki, and it's called Sakamoto Days. It's about this uh, assassin called Taro Sakamoto, who used to be the greatest of all time. And uh, essentially, he fell in love all of a sudden and kind of retired out of the blue. And so he kind of just starts his family and starts a store and, you know, just living his day-to-day life when an assassin is sent to take him out because of the fact that they feel he's still a liability, regardless of whether he's retired or not. So they send an assassin after him only to realize that he hasn't lost any of his skill and he's still potentially the best in the world. Now, there's only six chapters out, but I really want to read them all and discuss really just get into it because of the fact that I'm intrigued and I really like the art style so I'm kind of hoping maybe this will get an anime adaptation obviously not everything does so yeah if you'd like to hear more about it then just hit me up in the next episode I appreciate it and as always deuces